Welcome to the Our Savior Speaks podcast from Our Savior Episcopal Church, located at 4227 Columbia Road in Martinez, Georgia. Through this podcast, we'll be sharing messages of hope and encouragement that can be found in the life and lessons of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We will also explore ways in which God can work through each of us to make our Lord's grace and love a reality for all of humanity. In the sermon that will be presented in a few minutes, I will speak about a theme that emerged from the lessons of the day. I will explore how a rainbow and baptism offer us a sign and sacrament that point to our Lord's eternal grace. Most of us have seen rainbows in the sky, but we may not always think about how this natural phenomenon is actually a sign from God to remind us of God's covenant with all of creation to never again allow a flood to destroy all flesh of the earth. I will also speak about how this powerful symbol brings us back to the power in water we experience at baptism. The upcoming lessons include Genesis chapter 9 verses 8 through 17, Psalm 25 verses 1 through 9, Peter's first letter chapter 3 verses 18 through 22, and for Mark's gospel chapter 1 verses 9 through 15. A reading from the book of Genesis. God said to Noah and to his sons with him, As for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you, that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, This is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you. For all future generations, I have set my bow in the clouds, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. The word of the Lord. Let us now chant the portion of Psalm 25 found in your worship bulletin. In all the day long, 
reading from the first letter of Peter. Christ also suffered for sins once for all, all the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which also he went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison, who in former times did not obey when God waited patiently in the days of Noah during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is, eight persons, were saved through water, and baptism, which this prefigured, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, with angels, authorities, and powers made subject to him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved, with you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beast, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. The Gospel of the Lord. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. So, with our recent Old Testament lessons that we've had for about a month or a month and a half now, 
I feel like at times that I have been transported back to days when I was a kid in Sunday school. A few weeks ago, just think about it, a few weeks ago, it was Jonah who is famous for spending three days in the belly of the fish, which is a story that can send the mind of a child racing. Today, we have the familiar scene between Noah and God and the covenant that God established with the creation, with creation after the flood. What young person hasn't been fascinated with the colorful rainbow that God uses as the sign of the covenant? I can almost imagine the posters on the wall or those mobile things that would hang off the ceiling that would depict this scene. Now, I know that there is much more going on in today's passage from Genesis than pretty rainbows and promises. Noah and his family, they've just endured a devastating flood that results in their lives being changed forever. We are reminded about the power of water to bring about change. We are reminded about how God uses water as a sign and symbol to really bring about changes within us. Before moving on from Genesis, I would like to focus on something in today's passage that stood out to me in a way that I had not noticed before. And you know, that's kind of the amazing thing about the lectionary, isn't it? We get the same set of readings every three years, but I don't know about you, but each time I come to them, there's something different that will jump out to me. And quite often it's because of maybe something that's happened or where I am in life. And so this time, I noticed that God not only establishes the covenant with Noah and his descendants, we are also told that the covenant, it extends to every living creature, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth. Now, most of you who attend church here on a regular basis, you are probably aware that my wife Val and I, we recently had to bid farewell to our beloved dog of 10 years, Kiara, as she brought joy, just pure the embodiment of joy in our household. Now, while reading today's passage from Genesis, it was comforting for me to be reminded that God does care for every living creature. And as I stated in my rector's reflection this past week in the weekly fire newsletter, I stated that God loves all of creation and wants the best for all creatures, great and small. So by bringing Noah, his family, and all of the animals through the waters of the great flood, their lives were changed as they returned to dry ground. God cared enough for them to state that The waters shall never, ever again become a flood to destroy all flesh. It was established in a covenant that is between God and all flesh of the earth. Now, as we shift our attention to the passage from the first letter of Peter, we find this theme of water and God's grace. It it continues. Peter takes us back to the covenant between God and creation as as he links this event to baptism. He speaks of Noah and his family being saved through water when he says, God waited patiently in the days of Noah during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is eight people, were saved through water. And baptism, which is prefigured, now saves you. 
here we have the basis for the change that occurs in each and every one of us at our baptism. We can now see the connection to this vital sacrament that unites us to the saving grace Noah and his family experienced. We can now see why the water of baptism has the power to change our lives. Long before his death, burial, and resurrection, we will recall during Holy Week, that we will recall during Holy Week, Jesus, the one who knew no sin, chose to be baptized with the rest of sin-plagued humanity. In today's pericope for Mark's Gospel, we have a very brief account of Jesus' baptism, as only Mark can do. He condenses everything. But if you are thinking that you've heard this recently, well, guess what? You're correct. This section of Mark's gospel was featured in the gospel lesson on the first Sunday after the Epiphany, which was just a little over a month ago on January the 7th. The fact that we have this same passage again so soon, it means that we should be paying attention. Just think of how many times in our daily lives we, we're probably watching TV or maybe listening to the radio or whatever, but, but we see these ads that come on. You know the ones I'm talking about for the car companies or the injury lawyers. They're everywhere. It is because of repetition that is needed that they run these so many times. It's repetition that's needed to break through distractions to get the message across. So I think apparently the, the lectionary compilers are, are engaging in a little message reinforcement here in our lessons today. We know that Jesus did not need to be baptized for the remission of sins, but instead he chose to be one with humanity through baptism that brings us back to God's covenant with creation. So rather than destroying humanity because of our rebellious and sinful actions, God chose to provide us with a path to redemption through Jesus Christ. So after his baptism, we are told that Jesus is driven out into the wilderness for 40 days as he endured temptations. If you ever wondered why we had 40 days of Lent, this is it. This is it. This is this time for us to reconnect with what Jesus went through during this time of temptation. And so at this time and, and throughout his lifetime, Jesus experienced every single emotion, every single hardship, every single frustration, and yes, every single challenge that we may face, which is why we have the assurance that our Lord understands all that we may be going through and is always ready to be with us, to comfort us, and to encourage us. When we are going through our wilderness times in life, we should remember that Jesus was assisted by angels who waited on him. Now, we may not see wings, but I believe that God does provide angelic support through good deeds done for us from others, and from us to others when we allow ourselves to be open to God's guidance and grace. So following his time in the wilderness, Mark tells us that Jesus, he began proclaiming the good news of God and saying that the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. 
Now, if your repetition antenna went up again, well, you may recall that we heard this same section of Scripture on the third Sunday after the Epiphany, which was January the 21st. Again, we should be paying attention to repetition. As our Lord announced good news of the kingdom of God coming near, we should remember that each and every one of us, we all play active roles in making God's kingdom a reality in this world. We have been entrusted with the awesome responsibility of sharing the goodness of our Lord with others so that they can come to know divine grace and divine love, ultimately through the waters of baptism that changes lives forever. After Noah and his family, they came through the flood in a type of baptism, really. God provided a rainbow as a sign of assurance. Who else but God is capable of creating the beauty of a rainbow while offering new life in baptism? Since we humans need reminders to get beyond our own distractions, we might come to see the rainbow and baptism as a sign and sacrament that point to our Lord's eternal grace. So perhaps the next time we, we see a rainbow in the sky, we can try to remember that it is when we may struggle to embrace that reality. As we see in the passage from 1 Peter, God waits patiently, even when we might question God's very existence while witnessing Perhaps those times when, when we are seeing the destruction and chaos that humanity can bring into this world. When we are faced with wilderness experiences and possibly wondering why so much negativity exists. I can assure you that we have nothing to lose. If we at least try, try following that path that Jesus would have us travel. What do we have to lose? What better time than now during this season of Lent to start looking for signs of God's presence as we engage with the sacraments? Well, that can possibly lead us to new insights about our Lord and maybe even a renewed purpose for living. Amen.